0: Good morning, it's Aya Wimala, and I'm here in Crystal Lake, Illinois. It's Friday morning, October the 2nd, and I hope everyone is doing well and staying safe today. Uh, Our President and the First Lady and one of the President's top aides have... um, been tested positive for COVID-19, so that was the news last night, and that's what people are talking about. And I just wanted to make one comment about that. Um, this This is an issue that if you are practicing metta meditation, We have to be very careful how we speak and what we say about this. And when we do the metta practice today, you know, that's one of the things uh, that we've been talking about with our practice. Regardless of which side of the political arena we're on, it's very important for us to remember that when we practice metta, loving-kindness, And if we're real, if we're real about it, if we're serious with it, we send metta to all beings, beginning with ourselves. And to make this practice real, we don't leave anyone out. We don't rejoice in anyone's misfortune. And so when we practice it, we're practicing it for everyone. And uh, I think we have to, this is when we have to really think about our uh, convictions and our beliefs. If we don't feel like we can send metta to to our president right now, we have to work on that. We certainly don't want to send anyone uh, bad wishes, right? So this is something that you can think of as a part of your practice. Uh, we don't want to think of, of even sending our enemies unkindness or unwellness or uh, any kind of bad feelings. And that's, that's, I've heard, I've seen a few comments on Facebook already that are making suggestions that that they're not unhappy with this, but or they see political motives in it. So let's let go of all that, even that kind of discussion or thought. And uh, when we practice metta, we have to practice for all beings. So I know all of, all of us can do that. But I just want to remind you that because you do practice metta, you do practice loving-kindness, that, that will be the ones called on to defend, sending loving kindness to all beings, to all humans, whether we agree with them or not. And uh, it's perfectly okay to disagree with someone's point of view or someone's uh, even un- even their understanding of how the world operates. But it's it's totally inappropriate to wish them uh, wish them ill L- literally in this case so think about that think about how important it is if we really want to practice metta that we get over a barrier that tells us if someone if we're really unhappy with someone we won't send them metta. This is another this is another wonderful teacher that has uh, stepped up for us. So, I've been thinking a lot in the last few days about how important and how sustaining is our is your is your daily practice. And not just this includes your meditation practice, but also, your daily practice, I think of, is how you're living each moment of the day. You know, what, you're, what kind of uh, plans do you have in your daily life to help you deal with conflict or deal with uh, uh, feelings of despair or feelings of being overwhelmed? It's, it's, there's nothing wrong with having those feelings. But I w- I'd like you to think about what your practice, and I'm talking to people who are listening to me who, who are uh, interested in meditation and interested in, in at least checking out some of the teachings of the Buddha. So how are we using those teachings not just to be something that we're interested in, but how are we putting them into practice in our daily lives? And what are the things that we use to keep our spirits up and to keep ourselves meeting each day with uh, an attitude of some joy and peace and tranquility and hope and being content, finding things to appreciate in our day. So how are, you, uh, how are you focusing your daily living practice around doing that? Because this has gone on for a long time for all of us, and um, I know we've all had periods of feeling deflated, and probably other times when we felt very confident. But I think uh, it's a, it's good to check in occasionally with, okay, how is my daily practice? And I mean, in everything you do, how do you help yourself rise up above the, uh, the fear, the anxiety that we see, and the confusion about what are, the future will look like. So, what I wanted to do today was do a meta practice, but also um, read something from Pema Chodron's book. Just uh, another, like a, another daily sitting practice that's good. That would be good. So, if you need one or both, you can maybe uh, come back and and. Listen to this Facebook these Facebook meditations, or find them on uh, YouTube for Blue Lotus Buddhist Temple. Uh, though all my talks are on that, so if you if you some days need to sit and your mind is racing, you have you have something that's you can come back to and listen to, and maybe that can help you get. Uh, be able to meditate even if it's and if it's just a few minutes that's perfectly okay but that might be one of the ways that you're uh, you you're, that might be one of the things that you think of as your daily practice but remember we need to be thinking about it and being mindful and being uh, not letting our not letting our thoughts be damaging to us or unwholesome, we need to think about that during the whole course of our day. Are we being mindful? Are we being uh, thoughtful? Are we are we being are we able to calm ourselves? Are we able to watch our speech? And are and always checking what are our intentions? What are what are our intentions towards other people? so we're always watching our speech and our actions and our thoughts and that's what i would think of as our daily practice is how we are how we're doing watching those things and how are we managing to get through tough times and how are we using the times when we when we are feeling okay are we Reaching out to others. Are we doing things that are meaningful for ourselves and for our families and our good friends? You know, are we? Do we have a focus? Or are we just kind of drifting through this? So, so first, I'd like to just start with. Um, there are two that Pema Chodron has in her book that we've we've done before, and one is the laser: the locate, embrace, stop, remain, which is very much like rain, which is recognize, accept, investigate, and then return to uh, neutral. So. I wanted to read the laser again, we can practice that, and then we'll do the uh, metta practice. Okay. So this is from the book, Welcoming the Unwelcome. This is the book we're using in book group. So if you're interested in joining the book group, you can find that information on the uh, Blue Lotus Facebook page under events. There's no charge for that, but you do need the Zoom uh, invitation. So let's practice. Locate, embrace, stop, and remain. So be comfortable, be in your position where meditation comes easily to you, where your back is straight, and you feel relaxed, and you're able to, um, if you want to, close your eyes and just breathe, breathing in and out through your nose, L-E-S-R, pronounce the acronym like LASER, stands for Locate, Embrace, Stop, and Remain. It is a practice developed by Richard Riach, a well-known human rights worker and a former president of Shambhala International. You can use it as a concise and easy way easy-to-remember way of combining some of the practices in this book for welcoming the unwelcome. Whenever you feel yourself getting worked up or having any unpleasant, uncomfortable or stuck feelings, follow these four steps. 1. Locate it. Investigate where that grasping contracted sensation dwells in your body, and make contact with it. Two, embrace that feeling, that sensation, that contraction. One way of doing this is by following Uh, Sokni Rinpoche's instruction to send any fearful, grasping, self-protective feelings, your unconditional warmth. Don't send fear or anger. Send your unconditional warmth. This can be similar to calming a hysterical child. The main point is to reverse the ancient human tendency to avoid and reject pain. Instead, you move toward it with heart. Number three, stop the storyline. Stop works for the acronym, but I think of this step more as letting go interrupting, or looking directly at the thoughts and stories. The idea is not to stop thinking altogether, which isn't possible, but to go beneath or behind your thoughts to contact the underlying sense of being hooked. You can learn a lot just by having a direct, non-conceptual experience of being hooked, even if it only lasts for a moment. Once you're connected with that raw feeling, so first we have to experience that the full the full force of the of the negative things arising for us. So I'm gonna read that sentence again. You can learn a lot just by having a direct non-conceptual experience of being hooked even if it only lasts for a moment. Once you've connected with that raw feeling, you can then continue to interrupt the stories and keep returning to the experience again and again. Having a regular meditation practice will help you tremendously with this step. That's absolutely true. You need to have that experience of feeling feeling these uh, emotions arising in your body to be able to catch it and then work with it. Catch it even for a few moments. Remain, number four. Stay present with the feeling. Keep going until it shifts or until it feels like too much of a struggle. You don't have to wait until you feel overwhelmed. This is not an endurance trial. Just remain with the feeling with kindness and warmth, leaning in as much as you can. What often happens at this time is you discover how painful the feeling is and realize you don't want to continue to do that to yourself. This can soften you up considerably and can also make you more accessible to see and hear other people. It can give give your natural intelligence and openness a chance to emerge. So those are the four steps. Once you've worked with these four steps for a while, you can try adding a fifth step. Here are the two main alternatives. So she's adding number five, but first stay with the first four. The first is what I call experiencing the emptiness of the feeling. There are various ways to experiment with this, but they all have to do with the insight, however fleeting, that one's suffering comes not from feeling per se, but from the sense of there being a sufferer. Very important that one's suffering comes not from the feeling itself, but from the sense of there being a sufferer. For example, while you are staying present with the feeling beneath the storyline, ask yourself, who is feeling this? Pause and contemplate. Then ask the question again, who is feeling this? You can repeat this process a few times if you find it helpful. You can also come at experiencing the emptiness of the feeling from other angles. You can explore questions such as, is this feeling permanent? Is it transient? Is it solid? Is it fluid? Is it fixed? Is it dynamic? Is it finite or infinite? You can also ask, is this feeling me? Is it not me? Is it an obstacle? Or is it a portal? Or you can touch the feeling completely free of storyline and say, when experienced directly, this very feeling is basic goodness. Or basic goodness is found right here. In other words, you don't have to wait until the feeling is gone to find basic goodness. An alternative fifth step is to experiment with using the feeling as a way to awaken compassion. While remaining present with the raw feeling, contemplate that countless people and animals all over the planet are feeling just like this. Use your experience as a way of gaining insight into our sameness with one another. At this point, you can contemplate along these lines. May I and all beings who feel like this be free from our pain. May we be free from the underlying contraction and fear that comes from defending our personal territory. You can also take this opportunity to practice Tonglen. We we won't go into the Tonglen steps yet. That's a little bit uh, further down the road. Both of these fifth steps are based on the same idea. Tapping into your innate capacity to experience your feelings directly and non-conceptually. This gives you a doorway to going deeper into experiencing emptiness and compassion. At first, emptiness and compassion seem like separate things, but eventually you will experience them in their basic essence as inseparable and non-dual. LESR, LASER, and its related practices provide you with the means to expand your view and open your heart and mind at the very point where we all habitually contract and go inward. These are practices for a lifetime that you can begin today. So please... uh, that may be something you want to listen to or read or practice. Uh, Maybe every day you can sit with some feeling. This is something you can do if the feeling arises. Just find a place where you can be quiet for a few minutes and look at this. So our time is uh, probably just about up, but... Why don't we do the guided meditation on loving-kindness? We'll do it. Maybe do a little little bit faster version, because I know some of you have to go. Uh, If you can get into your practice while we're doing this and just stay with it when I finish, then you can sit for a little bit longer. Just use, you know... If you have the time, that's a good way to use it wisely, right? This is the guided meditation on loving-kindness from the, my little book that I've, I'm enjoying so much. It was written 30 years ago. Peace and Kindness, Ajahn Sumedho is the number one writer. Stop for a few moments. Sit quietly with a straight back and gently close your eyes. Feeling the rhythm of the breath as it enters and leaves the body. Allow yourself to let go of past and future and come into the present moment, being with what is now. Bring your attention to the feeling of the body, accepting it just the way it is with kindness. Allow yourself to accept all the sensations and feelings of the body completely. Breathe in deeply with a sense of trust and well-being. Breathe out, letting go of tension, allowing any tightness to dissolve. Then focus on the normal breathing, just the feeling of breathing in, breathing out. Imagine yourself surrounded by light, perhaps a golden colored light if you like gold, being with the sensation of the body, breathing in, breathing out. Draw the light into the body as you breathe maybe through the nostrils, the heart, or the head. Imagine light saturating the body through every pore. Think to yourself, may this being be well, and turn the calming effect of the meditation towards this being. May this being be calm, Suffuse your whole body with this calm and kindly attention. Then let your awareness explore the body, moving around the head and face, gradually down the neck, the back, and the chest, down each arm down through the fingertips and down the legs, all the way down through each toe, drawing on the good energy of the breath, expanding and embracing the heart. Focusing more on the out-breath, let go of the memories, the grudges, the grievances, Let it all go. Begin again with each breath. Picture yourself in your mind's eye as you are now. Make peace with this view of yourself through forgiveness, compassion and gentleness. May this being be well. Suffuse this picture with gentle, warm light from the heart, then let it go. Next, picture your parents. Let them into your mind. Make peace with their image. May you be well. Bathing them with soft light, with gratitude. Observe thoughts arising memories of yourself as a child, perhaps something painful or something you've never made peace with. Let it be in the mind, in the light. Then bring up an image of your daily life, your daily situation, at home or wherever, with the people it involves, people you like or dislike, feel conflict with, love, fear, or worry for. May these beings be well. Put aside aversion, fear, worry, guilt. At this moment, allow yourself to be kind. Think of someone you know who is having a difficult time. Send these feelings of kindness towards them. Breathe in light, breathe out wishing them well. Gradually open up more and more from the people you see every day to nobody special, and even those for whom you have hardly a memory. Recognize them as human beings with ambitions, hopes, problems, anxieties, joy, Just like you. Give them some life in your perceptions. And even more remote, acknowledge all the people you can conceive of in this world. This may be a faint feeling, but open up the heart to allow them into consciousness to be felt. See what the mind does, how it reacts indignantly about some people, such as political figures. Let go of that indignation for this moment. Allow a sense of peace and wellness to envelop all beings, the liked, the disliked, familiar and unfamiliar. And then imagine the planet Earth as seen from space. Extend this sense of peace to the planet we live on, embracing it with your heart, surrounding it with light. Turning your attention to that sense of peace and light, allow it to expand outwards without limit Letting the sense of me and the world dissolve in the stillness of the present. Then turn your attention back in towards itself upon the feeling of knowing The screen of the mind, the place where images arise, let it be quite empty or full, choiceless, being illuminated by the soft light from the heart, light from the breath, warm, gentle, beginning, letting go, patient kindness. Now just come back to the rhythm of your breath. And if you're practicing, just continue practicing. And if you're getting on with your day, have a beautiful day. Think kind thoughts for all beings. Be aware of your intentions and your speech and your actions and your thoughts and have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for joining me in my practice. See you Sunday.